I really believe that as a leader, you want to make sure that your people, the people around you, they are inspired. They are coming to work every day, not because it's a job, but it's a passion. It's something that they love to do and they feel like has meaning. And again, that it, they are part of something bigger than just themselves. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Welcome to the Inspiring Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lepofsky, and today we're talking about community leadership. Back in 2002, I moved from out west to the National Capital Region, and when I did, I was really excited to see the vibrant technology community that Ottawa was famous for. Companies like Corel, Mitel, Alcatel, and a whole bunch more had grown up here and become major forces in the global technology sector. But when I got here, I was really shocked to see how hard the dot-com bubble had burst here. Canada was the epicenter of the region's technology sector, and it was quiet. Parking lots and buildings were empty, and thousands of people were out of work. But 15 years later, I can tell you that right now, Canada is buzzing with activity and with growth. In fact, I will use the B word to describe it. Ottawa is undergoing a technology boom. And one of the key people behind most of this is joining us today to talk about the tech boom here. Jenna Suds, welcome to Inspiring Leaders. Thank you, Terry. My pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Listen, before we get rolling with things, I love asking this first question to all of our guests. What leader has inspired you, Jenna, and why? Definitely Cheryl Sandberg. Cheryl, as many will know, has a fabulous TED Talk, Why We Have Too Few Women Leaders, a few books, as well as really led this uh, lean-in circle revolution, I would call it. And there's a few things that Cheryl has said that stuck home with me and certainly have helped shape my leadership style as I've gone through my career. Uh, Two of those for sure. One of them, which I'll never forget, is to take your seat at the table. I can't recall if it was in her TED Talk or in her book, but she talked about walking into a meeting and the women sitting on the chairs on the perimeter of the room instead of at the table. That struck a chord with me for sure at that point in time in my career. Yeah, that's definitely strong. Uh, recognize your value and your worth and participate, right? Absolutely. Never to minimize that. And the other takeaway that I took from Cheryl early on was also this concept of making sure you have an equal partner in life, someone who is ambitious, who is busy by choice, and who is willing to definitely be that 50-50 partner, be it with the kids, be it with the house, whatever it is. Does that really enable you to live to your fullest potential? Point well taken. I think that that's good advice. But listen, let's talk about you now. You're the president and executive director of the Canada North Business Association. Under your vision, and I'll also add into there your ability to execute and get things done, you've really positioned Canada as one of the strongest and most productive business communities anywhere. The growth, the vibrancy that I've seen over the last few years 
Well, it's nothing short of amazing. I really think you're doing a fabulous job out there. I would love it if you could talk a little bit about what you're doing, what's happening in the Kanata Technology Park, and how it's become so incredibly successful. So thank you, Terry. I appreciate the kind words. I'm quite blessed to have really great bones to work with. So when I walked into this position and this opportunity with the Cloud North Technology Park, we have some incredible companies here. We have incredible leaders, incredible people that come here every day and innovate, push, quite honestly, our country forward from a technology and innovation standpoint. So hands down, I walked into this quite lucky with some really great bones to work with. I think that you know part of the opportunity walking into this was how do we help you garner that sense of belonging for the 21,000 people at Current that come here every day to work? I think we can all relate to the fact that when we feel like we belong to something bigger than ourselves, that it certainly motivates us on our own personal journeys. There's a certain satisfaction and, and happiness that comes from being part of something bigger than ourselves. So, so that was a, certainly, you know, that's an ongoing, I'm always mindful of how to help create that sense of belonging here in our technology park. The good news is, as I've alluded to, is that there is a, an incredible amount of innovation and growth happening here. This is Canada's largest technology park. We do have over 21,000 people working here. We know that last year we contributed $7.8 billion to Canada's economy, to Canada's GDP. Are you serious? $7.8 billion to the GDP? Yes. You know, we've done a lot of work over the last few years to help, first of all, quantify some of these numbers, doing that baseline work, but then being very mindful of how we position this park, our leaders within that global scale and in that global technology community. The range of innovation here is so inspiring. And so it certainly motivates me. It certainly pushes me uh, to aspire to do a better job of what I'm doing every day. But again, I, I really feel like we have just the most incredible story to tell and the most incredible people and community here doing incredible work. Many people who know some of the history of Ottawa's technology scene would quickly divert to the fact that we you know, have very deep telecom roots. And this is hands down a fact. However, um, at current state, we have become much, much more diversified. So of those 500 companies of our technology sector here, uh, the largest two sectors still definitely in the telecom or networking side, but there's actually more software companies here now than telecom. Uh, telecom is still employs more, but where we see the growth uh, within this technology community is definitely in the software sector. And part of that is also the reality that some of these larger telecom companies have really evolved. 
Yeah, it seems to me that you're really behind a lot of this with a great team of people. That whole sector out there, the 500 companies that make up that business park out there, that technology park, a lot of the innovation that's coming out of there is really helping to shape the future. Agreed. Strikes me when you say that it's inspiring to be part of something that's bigger than you. Because I think a lot of the people that go to work in Canada every single day are really part of that. They know that they are part of the new software that's coming out to help drive businesses, healthcare innovation, even the autonomous vehicle advancements that are happening now. It seems to me that the technology sector there keeps diversifying and this whole autonomous vehicle thing is a whole new wrinkle in that story. What's happening with that? Be it telecom side, which to be honest, I'm, I'm more inclined to refer to as our networking and really next generation networking, because that is really what is happening here. And although we do, you know, we are obviously excited about what's happening in autonomous vehicles, but the reality is, is that we are also incredibly, incredibly strong on the networking side, which is enabling or is an enabler of the Internet of Things and and AVs, autonomous vehicles, as we've as we've mentioned. So we have some incredible innovation and capacity around uh, next generation networks or 5G networks, which is exciting. We also have, of course, there's quite a bit of cybersecurity defense work happening here, as well as clean tech to a certain extent. So we we really have this diversity that did not exist uh, even a decade ago. Okay, let's do some name dropping here, Jenna. Give us a couple of names of maybe some companies that people might even identify with. Sure. So there's certainly lots, again, telecom. So we know Cisco, Sienna. Mitel, Ericsson, Huawei. There's quite a range there. But then, of course, BlackBerry QNX, which we've referred to in the automobile software space. Nordion, another fabulous Canadian company here. Uh, Calian. Calian's doing incredible stuff. One of my favorites, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. UITV is, is another outstanding success story that's been growing. They sure are. But then we also have the full spectrum of smaller companies and startups that have chosen this technology park as home and are growing here. You know, we, we have Mitel, we have the Better Software Company, we have Pronto Forms, we have 500 companies. It's tough to start naming them because inevitably we're going to miss a few that are very valuable and worthy organizations out there. As you're starting to name a few of these, they're all coming into mind and I'm thinking about what incredible companies these are and the people behind each one of these companies. And the other thing that gets me too is there's a whole ecosystem that's been built up around the startup and about helping people with brilliant ideas that have come from previous generations of these companies who are now leading their ideas forward into corporations or into startup businesses. And that's exciting to be part of as well. So not only is there a strong community out there, but the pipeline of new business coming in, that's what really gets me going. I agree. There's some really outstanding players in that space here, including both Elspark, which is really an accelerator slash scale-up program focused on SaaS companies, software as service companies. Another really innovative program happening here is Zengen, which is the center of excellence for next generation networks, which really has enabled 
an unbelievable amount of collaboration between companies that previously would not have collaborated. This SendGen has really enabled uh, startups and smaller companies to be able to also uh, work with these larger companies and innovate on their technologies. One, one thing that really gets me about this ecosystem with the startups is that it's not just for people with great ideas here in this region. This is for people with great ideas or new business models that they want to develop anywhere. And they realize that this just happens to be the hub of where a lot of that can really take off. And there's a whole community behind it. Definitely. And I think one point that comes to mind when you say that, Terry, is just the the reality that diversity makes us better. Diverse teams make better decisions. And you can go from office to office in this technology park, and you will come across people from all over the world. And I honestly believe that's part of our success. Um, That's part of our story, and that's part of why these companies have been able to excel is really embracing that diversity and ensuring that it's part of their decision-making process uh, consciously. And I think we do that really, really well here. And I do agree with you. I think that that's one of the recipes for success. Now, let me just switch gears here for a second, Jenna. You and your team have really done an amazing job at strengthening this community and at building this community up and helping this community by connecting the dots between different parties, bringing different people in. Mm -hmm. Are there any examples that you can share with us today about some initiatives that you've had to strengthen that community out there in the technology park and here in Ottawa? Do you want me to pick one, Terry? Goodness. <laughs> it does seem like there are quite a few. I know you and I have been in TEDx Canada, which I think is a brilliant idea to get forward-thinking people out sharing their ideas and their stories. But I know that there are others. I really believe that Canada North is the best place in Canada for a technology company and for technology talent to grow and to prosper. One example that comes to mind is around something we run each fall, which is focused on our the reality that we are in Canada's capital, the nation's capital, and we have dozens of embassies on our footstep here. And so the reality is, is that all of those embassies are the gateway to the world from a business perspective. One initiative that we've taken on is to bring those ambassadors out to Canada, and we take them on a tour of some of our companies, and then we bring them back and we host a dinner reception each year with these ambassadors, as well as our technology leaders here. And really, uh, the goal here is, of course, to uh, help grow the network of our companies into these countries. The world is your market. You know, in Canada's not big enough to be successful by focusing on Canada. So it is incredibly important, as all of our companies know, without me saying, that they think globally. What a brilliant strategy. That's incredible. And it's well received by the ambassadors from these countries. Absolutely. And you know, it's really created this ongoing dialogue, which has been very productive. As I'm sure you can appreciate, uh, these ambassadors or high commissioners, I should say, you know, it really is their role to help facilitate 
business from their own country that wishes to come here or vice versa. So that's one example that comes to mind. As you've also noted, TEDx is a super opportunity to also do that and to celebrate the incredible leaders, I'll say, and visionaries that we get to put on the TEDx Canada stage and rally the community around that. It's really an, an insightful evening. And I, you know, I always look forward to helping put that together with the team. I love the ongoing feedback after the fact. And it seems like no matter where I am, someone will have some tidbit to share with me about what they learned or what they took away or how it affected them, which is, I think that's the goal of all of us that are involved, is to share that thought leadership and to impact people's lives. Yeah, it sure works well. And, you know, as we're talking about all of the amazing success that's happening in Canada's largest technology park, I can't help but wonder what's down the road. What do you see coming or what is it that Jenna's working on today? How are we going to be surprised down the road with what's happening with you and with the area that you're working in? Well, there's never a shortage of surprises here, Terry. That's one of the things about working with or in a technology community is you never know what the next big thing is. Um, you know, there's a certainly a few projects that are being worked on here in Canada North that I would expect will rise to the surface. Not things I can talk about right now, unfortunately, but um, from a from a community, from a technology community perspective, I would suggest to you just hold on tight because it's certainly, we're on a ride right now. I think that the reality of the pace of change in technology right now, the diversity that we have in this technology part both from a people perspective, but also from a sector perspective and the, and the breadth of technology that's being worked on, positions this community very well to continue to thrive and to grow. Well, I got to say, it's pretty exciting watching it and being part of it. A lot of my interactions day to day as an executive coach include working with people out in that technology park. So it's very exciting to be part of it. Hey, listen, before we wrap up, I have two questions for you, Jenna. Okay. Um, the first one has to do with challenges that you see facing a lot of today's leaders. What challenges do you see out there for today's leaders? We really need to look at the culture that we are creating within our companies and with our own leadership styles. And I say that, again, referencing the fact that we want people to feel like not only do they belong to something bigger than themselves, but that what they're doing matters. When I look at the companies around here and the leaders around here who are very successful, they have shifted to this mindset. So it's not about, it's definitely not about managing people anymore at all. It is really about being that leader that inspires the people around you to do their best to motivate them, to, as a leader, ensure that your team and your company offers a career that has meaning and purpose so that your employees come to work every day 
driven to contribute to the to the value and the mission that that your company is on. And so I, I definitely see that kind of shift uh, in large part has happened and continues to happen. You know, the most successful leaders that I see in my purview here have that mindset that really are, they're not managing things, they're leading, they're leading people. I always ask people a second question, but I think you've already answered. <laughs> and that was, uh, what does inspired leadership mean to you? And if I'm not mistaken, that's exactly just having that sense of purpose to instill the motivation in others. I have to thank you because I think what you've just shared with us is absolutely brilliant. And I think that it's very rich with lessons that we can all learn in what it is that we're doing day to day. I'm really excited about what's happening in the Canada Technology Park with all of the companies out there and all of that growth that I'm seeing out there. So thank you for sharing with us today. And I have to ask you, if people want to connect with you, Jenna, how can they find you? LinkedIn, my LinkedIn profile as well as uh, Twitter. You're welcome to send me a message on there as well. I have your uh, contact details, which I'll put in the show notes. Again, Jenna, thank you so much for sharing with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Terry. Thanks again for being part of our quest to make inspired leadership ubiquitous. Wherever you are, we hope that we've helped to inspire you and that you'll pay it forward by inspiring others. Until next time, take care, everybody. Bye for now.